0: are live going one on one with Siobhan Dillon. today. She's live in Los Angeles. How are you? It's so nice to see you. I've heard so many wonderful things from your people. I'm hoping that they're all true. How are you? <laughs>
1: I'm really well, thank you. That's a nice intro.
0: Yeah, yeah they were can... all lying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a, it's a test really. It's um yeah. it's one of those things where it's like, all right, I get it, you're an actor, but uh, this is a little more raw. Let's see. We're going to we're going to really test your personality here. You
1: can do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: what this is. That's what you're spending your uh, your quarantine Thursday doing. Some, uh, some dope on a podcast is going to uh, interrogate you and kind of see what's happening. <laughs>
1: That's okay. Go for it. <laughs> uh,
0: okay. Let's rock it out. No, you've got a new album coming out. Uh, obviously, people uh, have probably seen you on Netflix. You did a spot on uh, Grace and Frankie which I, I don't know what's wrong with me. My brain's a little mushy. I keep wanting to say like Frankie and Grace, and then I keep messing things up. So I'm going to need you to be super patient with me. So we're going to make things uh, work today. Uh, real quick, actor, singer, uh, born in the UK, currently residing in Los Angeles. How long have you been in Los Angeles? And uh, the same question that every person always asks, I'm sure. How has the transition been, and are you uh, enjoying the, uh, the L.A. weather?
1: uh the yes the la weather is like nothing else um i mean this place is an incredible place to live obviously i moved here in 2017 after a short stint in new york um the show i was in sunset boulevard it transferred from london to broadway in 2017 so um that meant that i was able to you know get the papers and the green card and the whole thing um so i've been here since then the transition uh Personally, wonderful. I mean, I met my husband here. It was wonderful.
0: That's amazing. Um, a, bit,
1: a bit lonely to start with. Yeah, but then I <laughs> met him and then everything was like roses. I'm um, sure. Is he from here? He's from Canada. He's, he's, uh, he's Canadian. He's from Toronto.
0: Very nice. And and I'll let you finish your story, but is he part of the entertainment business or how did you all meet?
1: He's a, he's a yeah, he's an actor, writer, um, producer as well. But um, he, he he, we both share a manager. So there was one evening when I was, I had a last minute audition my manager sent me and um, I was like, this is great. Marnie, this is wonderful. I have a small problem in that I live alone. I have nobody to run this with. She was like, oh, let me just see. I think I have another client that lives like not too far away from you. Why don't you just get together? And I was like, sure. And that was it really. We met and I was like, oh, hello. Yep. <laughs> and I, I, actually, I said to Marnie, I was like, did you do that deliberately? She was like, absolutely not. She said, I would never have thought about you guys being a thing. And yet we've been completely inseparable ever since.
0: So you have so now the manager uh, you have to listen to everything your manager says. He's like, It's not gonna right? stay wrong with that yeah, it changed your life, right?
1: Yeah, she did. Yeah. No, yeah. that's
0: that's fantastic to hear and it's almost uh the way you sing, you could be part of uh, any kind of a fairy tale story, but that definitely seems like it's uh, kind of a fairy tale thing. I am curious, uh have you yet or would you be open to uh, working with your husband on a project together?
1: oh yeah that would be ace actually we've written a pilot together and that was that tested our relationship a little it Was very interesting um but he's he's brilliant he's a wonderful writer but i would love to act with him yeah no, i don't know we'll see i mean yeah. who knows
0: hey let's more about you let's 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 get back to this you have an <laughs> album coming out and there's yeah. a very special tie-in to the album I can sit here, I can do the uh, the lead up, the one voice, everybody's uh, pumped for, give me some background on why this is important. There's a personal side to this, and then you're also setting out to help some folks as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's quite a big story and no violins necessary, but in 2015, I was diagnosed with breast cancer, which kind of like winded me in some many ways, all, all the ways, actually, if I'm honest. Um, but there was never a moment where um, I thought that it was anything other than a really good opportunity to just be a better person, which is a really kind of weird thing. Um, I had a premonition when I was really young that I was going to die when I was thirty and that I was never going to have any children. And then when I got cancer at thirty, I was like, "Oh, this is the part where I die." Um, so the fact that I'm still here five years later is pretty cool. <laughs> but, that, I, but I did. I'm the,
0: I'm the exact same age as you, and I remember turning thirty and just being yeah. like. That's a weird enough thing on its own, which maybe we're, maybe we're privileged to think that's a weird seminal type, but like <laughs> the reality is like turning 30, you're like, oh man, uh, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a kajillionaire. Like I wrote down that I would be in, in, you know, yeah. middle school when I'm 30. Yeah. Um, yeah. so that on its own is call it seminal, call it strange times can be, and then you add in a life changing, potentially life threatening ending, um, Piece like that i can only imagine and i'm very much connected with that personally like i yeah it's got to be very tough
1: yeah it was i mean i mean i say that it was i feel like it was it, it got really tough about a year afterwards like in that moment i sort of went into uh productive overdrive like how do i fight this how do i not die because i mean the first doctor that i spoke to said that um, you know, he actually used the words and, and if she makes it, she'll need 10 years of, um, of hormone treatment. And I was like, if I make it, and my parents were sitting in the room. So I think for them, I mean, they probably still have PTSD about it. For me, I mean, it really was just, uh, it, it was a blessing. I mean, I can say that looking back, obviously, it's much easier in hindsight. And at the time, there was so much emotion. But, but still, I, in the, for the very core of me, I knew that it was something good um and so much good has come from it but but i'd known steve anderson the producer of one voice for years prior because i had been on stage for years um prior to that um and he had always joked around with me saying you know we should we should we should get an album together you know you and i we should we should get some music out there and i was like yeah sure one day now he carries um, he
0: carries some weight for those people that don't know uh who has he worked with in the past
1: i mean only kylie minogue um he's (laughs) he is Kylie Minogue's producer and also yeah. Leona Lewis, um, uh, Louise Redknapp with a couple of big, brilliant singers. Just play and, it, um, play it by
0: the numbers. I mean, th- yeah, he's got X amount of records tied to his work that have been sold. Right. I mean, that's, oh, a, that's incredible.
1: He, he's he's a legend in the music industry. Yeah. And he's also one of the kindest, most genuine um, and humble men I've ever met in my life. Um, and I'm so privileged to call him a friend. And then like, And then add a producer on top of that it's just like how did i win all of these things this is awesome um but he yeah he's phenomenal and uh and i probably wouldn't have had had any any music out ever if it weren't for him um but we'll come to that part later (laughs) but basically he said to me yeah 2015 he was like okay so now's the time to to get that music out there then and I was like, you know what, I think you're right. Because I felt so emotional. And I started looking at music in a completely different way, listening to music in a different way, thinking about performances in a different way. And suddenly the music that I was listening to, I was thinking about just the story and like the depth of it and the truth behind it and the emotional, like the drive, like why the writer um, wrote, wrote the lyric like that and why the music feels like that. And it was all, I was dissecting all of these songs that I'd always loved, but didn't really know why. or Maybe did, but on a subconscious level, but I wasn't really aware of it. Right, um, And so he just said, great. Okay. Just write like your, you know, the desert Island disc, like tell me all the songs that you couldn't live without. That was the first list. And then we kind of went back and forth with like, and now the songs that you've always wanted to sing. And then now the songs that just resonate with you, maybe they're just, maybe like a guy recorded it in like the seventies, but maybe it's just. He's literally that...
0: laying out a process for you to tap yeah. into what you need to. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. Cause he knew me and he knew that I wasn't very good at just, you know, shouting from the rooftops what I want I kind of I've always been a little bit backwards about coming forwards and I think um when it came to the the recording of music I had a record deal when I was 22 and it was an awful experience and it really Mm. I mean I had this record deal and um someone at the record label actually said you know it's not winning the lottery it's buying a lottery ticket you know that and I was like no it's not and then sure enough um that's exactly what happened Mm. it was in Entirely uh I felt like I was railroaded. So I told Steve all about that, and he was like, Well, this is not how it's gonna be. You're gonna be telling stories through song, and this is all about you. Like, if it doesn't seem right, doesn't feel right, doesn't sound right to you, then it's a no-go. Like, this is this is your album. Mm-hmm. Um, and like as I say, he's just such a humble, talented guy. He was like the best possible person, personality-wise as well. Because um, we were able to just talk very honestly about things and and I don't know, he, he just got the best out of me just by being such a wonderful person and being so supportive. So um, yeah, that's kind of how it all started. And then She Used to Be Mine, which is the song from, the title song from Waitress, I heard in 2016. And I couldn't get through the first chorus of it without crying. Like I would just get this lump in my throat because the mm-hmm. lyric was so poignant to me. And I remember um, emailing Steve just saying like, this this is the track, but like, this is the one that This is what all of the rest of them should be like. Now I understand what you mean when you say, let's pick a a load of songs that you feel like you could have written, you know, if I was, if I was any good at writing songs. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, So yeah, that's what we did. We recorded that one to start with and then closely followed by Everyone's Waiting by Missy Higgins, um, which is actually not a musical theatre song. It's, it's more of a pop song, I guess. Um, But we tried to strip it back so that it was just storytelling to music. Um, and so, yeah, every song on the album is, has a story for sure. I mean, it really stirs up all kinds of emotions every time I hear the songs. So, I can yeah. only
0: imagine too. And I mean, for it to be tied to a charity and right. for you to be, gosh, uh, you know, say it takes off or even does moderately well, a, you have this uh, piece of art that you created that you're super happy with and proud of, but then B, you get to help people. Too, yeah. like that w- that are going through something that uh, that you fought through, so I can only imagine kind of the gravity that that holds. And it's again, just like turning thirty is a big deal to everybody, an album's a huge deal, <laughs> and then yeah, to tie that in is uh, bravo. That's great that you're doing that.
1: Thanks. Yeah, I was fearful about releasing any music because I just hate the idea of people not liking it. You know, I mean, it's vulnerable. You have to put yourself out there. And the interesting thing about the way we decided to produce this album is that my vocals are so front and center and they're so sort of naked that there is mm-hmm. nowhere to hide. So if you don't like it, then I'm oh, sorry. You know, it was the yeah. most honest Move thing on. That I could possibly have done. <laughs> yeah, listen to <laughs> someone else. Okay, fine. Um, um, but I'm oh, sorry. Go on.
0: No, please go ahead.
1: Um, I was, I was just going to say the charity thing is, um, because there was an episode where, um, I had, I think I had, I hadn't even started the radiotherapy yet. I just started the hormone treatment and, um, it basically the, I mean, I'll, in a nutshell, it switches off the ovaries because the type of cancer that I had was a hundred percent estrogen, uh, receptor positive. Mm-hmm. So, so it basically. It basically stopped the cancer from be- being able to feed on any estrogen by just stopping it in my body so i effectively went through the menopause and there was like you know the panic attacks the palpitations and the hot sweats oh, and like yeah. all of the things that you just don't want to think about um and there's one morning that i woke up and i just i was living on my own i didn't really know what to do what was going on and and it really just something just took me um I grabbed my keys and my phone, left the flat in my pajamas, and walked to the London uh, Sanctuary for Haven. This is the charity that I'm donating all the proceeds of the album to. And I just walked straight into that building. Like I, I'd walked past it. I knew it was there, but before that point, I hadn't really, I hadn't really needed it, or I hadn't thought that I needed it because I was too busy being brave. Um, and I walked in the front door, and I just stood there. And the lady on reception looked at me, and she said, "How can I help you?" And I just started crying. And then I explained, you know, I, I'm on the this, uh, tamoxifen, it was this hormone treatment, and I'm not dealing well with it. And she just sat me down. She got me a cup of tea on this beautiful big couch. She gave me a hug. She said, right, let's write a treatment plan out for you. And it's just purely holistic, you know, like so there's like a therapist and like a, um, an aromatherapist. Uh, so I think they had acupuncturists and all these different kind of people. And and ultimately it was just a community of, of women and some men who, just wanted to be there for each other you could go in whenever you wanted it didn't didn't cost you a penny and i just remember on that day thinking this is literally like heaven in my world right now where i'm getting palpitations and panic attacks and all the things i i just finally i was able to find a haven and you know breast cancer haven was my sanctuary and so at that moment i was like how can i help And i and i think i actually said to a lady i think the second or third time i went in there i was like what can i do to help you guys and she just laughed at me and she said like, just slow down just you need to heal up like you need to rest and recuperate and then sure you know later down the line come back go to be a healthy team.
0: example of our of our yeah. work
1: <laughs> yeah yeah she was like, later down the line, you know, we can think of something. We do lots of, uh, lots of events and, you know, you're a singer, so maybe you could help us raise some money, you know, that way. And I was like, that's yeah, awesome. maybe I can. And then, and then this all happened and I thought, perfect. Now I have this album that I was terrified of releasing. It's released into the world and I hope it does well because I want to help the Haven charity. So that's how it sort of all came full circle.
0: Do you do you have plans to tour once things open up? Have you had the opportunity to, I say the opportunity. Sometimes they're probably fun. Sometimes they're. Have you done any live streaming uh, songs? I have sent a video of you singing in a situation kind of like this. You sounded great. So oh, thank you. Not everyone <laughs> does. Like people could get exposed, uh, with not uh, a super nice studio setup, kind of protecting them, almost. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you want to to tour off the album? Is that even part of the plan? And then I guess, uh, have you dabbled in any virtual uh, concerts, singing, anything else?
1: Well, um, I would love to tour with this. I didn't think that would be something that I'd want to do before quarantine, which is funny enough because-
0: (laughs) Now it's like, get me anywhere. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, not not even because, like, side note, I've actually I've actually trained as a meditation teacher because I'm such a huge believer in self healing and sound therapy, and I use um, crystal singing bowls, and obviously I hum or we say ton- toning, it's called, mm-hmm. um, and singing with the bowls, and it's really interesting, like from a meditation perspective, like the self help, the self care, sorry that I've been focusing on has really helped me and it's starting to really help people that I'm teaching as well. So I've been getting really excited about that. And this quarantine time was a wonderful time to reflect on all the teaching that I've done and that I've received and all the books that I've been reading in the middle of and put down and now I've been able to finish them and carry on learning. So I honestly thought before quarantine that I was gonna sort of move away from music and into meditation and sound therapy but since quarantine, it's so interesting. My whole life, I feel like I've tried to do fashion design, been kicked back into singing. Tried to do interior design, been kicked back into singing. It's like the universe <laughs> just keeps kicking me back to doing this singing stuff. I mean, you know, this, the global pandemic was a bit extreme, but ultimately what's happened is that I've been kicked back into singing again. But this time I found a whole new love and appreciation for it. So that's like, that's where it's a little bit different. Um, so the quarantine really just made me realize that I, I love telling stories through song. And I would sort of just gone, oh, well, everyone does that. But now it's not about who's doing it, who's not doing it. It's about how passionate I am about it. And because of being able to help the Haven charity and because of the feedback that I'm getting from people saying that they were able to, it was a cathartic experience to Listen to the album and it reminded them of the people that they've lost or, you know, the relationships they're going through, or whatever it is, it's made me go, oh, that, that in itself is a form of therapy in many ways. Um so I am starting to think now about yeah, when things start opening up again, maybe I should do some touring of some description. But you know, um
0: if anything, you're in the entertainment capital of the world. If anything, go play some go play some spots around Los Angeles so you don't have to travel, be on a plane, wear yourself out. Yeah. Uh yeah. that that could be something in itself. And I'll tell you what, as somebody who owns a studio and does uh <laughs> streaming, obviously uh i i'm i'm talking to quite a few musical artists right now friends and uh you know guests and stuff mm-hmm. there there's not going to be huge concerts for a while so i don't know go go set up something intimate and live stream it there you go yeah. record sales uh, could help that way too i think that's Correct. definitely a viable option for somebody like you so what about on yeah. the acting front before uh we get you out of here do you want to push forward i mean does that become a stressful thing with your husband going out for gigs does that mean you know if you pick up something you're gonna have to travel people film in vancouver atlanta you know new yeah. york everywhere else so do you want to continue pursuing acting or is it uh full steam ahead on the album and singing for now
1: i mean i'm i'm just open to all of it i've been yeah. i feel like i thought that i knew what i wanted and then and then something like this happens and you go, oh, I didn't. Oh, sure. I mean, I'm having a great time. Like I just yeah. last night recorded the second, this situation, one take yeah. recording of um, of the second song, Everyone's Waiting. And I really loved it. I'm thinking I'm open to everything. I would go and do uh, another show. I would totally be up for streaming. I think you'd make a very good point. But also, yeah, sure. Like when studios open up and if someone wanted to you know, offer me a job in a TV show. I mean, I've auditioned enough, I feel like I would probably just continue to audition. But I guess things that are meant to find you just find you, you know, the universe has a way of of, of, uh, conspiring for us, I think, I think when it's something that is intended for us, it won't pass us by, I really live by that too. So again, just sort of, I don't know relaxing into what will be will be in many ways whilst also focusing my attention on the meditation and and healing as well as the music now of
0: course seems like you're in a great place no it (laughs) certainly does um where can people follow you do people people need to go to instagram what's uh where's your best uh social media follows
1: i think for the most part siobhan dylan official is the best place to start instagram is siobhan dylan official my website is Com and um what else i think spotify is siobhan dylan you can buy you can stream the album on spotify you can buy it on amazon and let's and buy Apple it Music.
0: let's let's people buy it they, you do that it, you help out a charity you help out listen yeah. spotify is great for uh, exposure uh siobhan's not paying bills on on spotify maybe you will i'm not trying to disparage it but i just
1: uh, <laughs> no, i have a,
0: right. I, I laugh because uh, i i work with so many comics and their friends uh they're friends with uh, Joe Rogan, and he <laughs> signed a deal earlier this week for a hundred million dollars with Spotify to be exclusively on there. And I laughed, and I would say I would joke around about this with anybody. But I'm like, yeah, when you underpay artists criminally for ten years, you can afford Joe Rogan in 2020. Uh, but. Yeah. You know, that's uh I don't want to say too
1: much, but No, nope, yeah. <laughs> you support it
0: completely. But people can buy it on Amazon. And uh, Siobhan, make sure to come back sometime. I'm sorry we have to cut a little bit short. I'd love to chat with yes. you more. You have such an interesting story and Absolutely. so talented. Thank you. Thank you. Jeez, keep up the hard Thank work. You. And it sounds like you're in such a great place.
1: Thank you very much. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thanks for asking
0: me. Absolutely. Thanks, Siobhan. We'll see you soon. Bye.